welcome back into the Sporting Lounge. Thank you so much for joining us. So as always, you have your gracious host, me, myself, and I. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Oh, you're so kind. And then, of course, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, the no-having-belly-button-having-ass, Travis. How you doing, Ben? What's up? Doing pretty good, Ben. Doing pretty good. Just want to throw that out there. Go check out the Facebook page. Go follow us on TikTok if you aren't already. We appreciate all the support. Also, we're trying to bump those numbers up in our on our pages. We're trying to 500th member on our Facebook page. Get something from my card and memorabilia, uh, memorabilia inventory. And same for our 100th follower on TikTok. So, Go out there, get the word out. Go do yourself a favor. Go have some fun. And yeah, your your memorabilia, it's got some some bangers in it. That's for sure. So if if you're sitting there thinking that you're just going to get a 50 cent card, you might. We don't know what it, it could be yet. Let me tell you, I've seen his collection. There are some valuable things in there. Now that's going to be awesome. And just some really cool things that are signed that you know, you could put up and hang up and have for yourself. So not all of it's going to come out of his collection. Although eventually, hopefully one day I'm going to drain his collection. He just doesn't <laughs> know that's the game plan. <laughs> My autographed Kobe stuff is off limit. <laughs> ah, that's what I would be going for. <laughs> that's, that's right where I'd be headed. Um, so we had a very interesting game. If we can even call it a game last night. Um, Georgia first six minutes, was like- <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. After the first six minutes, it, it wasn't a game anymore. I mean, I believe I read something that they actually came out and said, it's going to be a running clock in the second half, which that's bad. You have I mean, to, they be- pulled Stetson Bennett out with 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Much right. Quarter. I and mean, they still scored like what? 17 more points in the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Another 13 in the fourth quarter. So it's like, Holy hell. I mean, Bennett himself, although he's older than a lot of NFL QBs right now, like Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tungavailoa, um, and a couple of Justin Fields, a couple others. Um, I mean, he went 18 for 25. So just he's got 75% completion or 70% completion ratio. He's amazing. 304 through the air, four touchdowns. No interceptions, not to mention he got another two on the ground as well. So we're talking six touchdowns. Now, six times six is 36 points. You're talking about over half of your team's points, 65 points. Like that's crazy for one man to be a part of that. Something else I want us to throw out there is uh, Stet- like, even though Stetson Bennett's old, he's 25. And that normally, I mean, it's not unheard of to see older quarterbacks get taken in that. Brandon Whedon. Yeah, and I think, I think Bennett's gonna get taken. Um, he's he might not be have some intangibles, but he is very poised under pressure. I think he's got the it factor, and I think we gotta start talking about him for what he is. He is he just put himself into college football legend territory. There are like only, Joey Burrow territory. Like oh yeah, he just matched Burrow's. Uh, his championship game record of six total touchdowns. He did. That's that's why I'm sitting here like and Bennett now also has won back to back. Gets more titles than Burrow. There's only that's four true. quarterbacks since 1980 that have won back to back national titles in the in college. Tommy Frazier with Nebraska in 94 95. Matt Liner okay. at USC in 03 04. And then, AJ, and then AJ McCarron from Alabama in 2011 2012. And now Stetson. Okay. Bennett. But those were also uh, for 
McCarron. It was definitely Fra- not him. It was. I was going to say, but nice. Weiner and Frazier, on the other hand, both won Heisman's. So, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Everyone forgets how good Matt Leiner was. Um, Frazier might be the most underrated. I mean, he, everyone gives him his props, but I feel like he needs to be. He's not talked about as enough in the top five college QBs of all time ever. He's really not, and he should be. I I agree. Uh, I agree very much with that. So, um, 65, Georgia Bulldogs, TCU was seven. The stat line was 12 and a half, TCU as the underdogs. Now, if I'm just I mad had, because Michigan would not have. Oh, it, it, it would have been. not been like that if it was Michigan versus Georgia. I'm not saying Michigan would have won, but like it would have been like 35 25. Yeah, I don't. But here's the thing is, I mean, we let TCU, which again, having those calls played back, uh, the refs call back that touchdown on us, which literally that's all we needed to win. And it was a clear open catch. It was easy. Uh, so, I mean, legitimately we could have and should have, but Hey, that's the lifts. They end up ifs, ands or buts. And at the end of the day, we didn't make it, but uh, I don't think anyone was going to beat Georgia. That team was damn. <laughs> they were good. They were good. So, uh, TCU uh, was the 12 and a half point underdogs. Uh, so TCU uh, plus 12 and a half. I, you know what? I wish I would have sat there and actually investigated. No, I, I would have put money on Georgia minus 12 and a half all day. Like if, if someone would have told me, Hey, this is championship game. I just didn't investigate because I was busy with work, but I would have 110% put, a lot of money, but again, hindsight's twenty twenty. I missed out on making money. That's all right. Um, let's let's talk about um, the fact that TCU looked like there was a clear difference in you know skill gap. So my question to you is, where do you think that they'll be on the way too early projection for twenty twenty four football program? Twenty twenty four. Or 2023, sorry. 2023. Um, they'll, st- they'll be ranked top 25. I think they'll, they're going to lose Duggan. They're going to, lo- they're losing uh, their running back. Uh, I can't think of his name at the moment. I mean, they still got a, excuse me. They still got a good team, but they'll probably be like 15th, even though they just played in the natty. Um, okay. I so think that, that, I think the AP and the coaches pull has them like, I, that's, I saw one. So let me read off. Of, but yeah, and and that's actually what I'm going to read off of is the way too early 2023 Georgia Bulldogs number one. Obviously, they have a lot of good people coming in. Number two, Ohio State. Uh, they're yeah. losing some big ones like C.J. Stroud, but they've got plenty coming. Marvin in. Harrison's going to be transferring to USC ju- juniors. Really, Marvin and JSN and JSN's going in the draft. Yep. Now I'm surprised. Where did you hear that? Uh, Harris Jr. is going. There's lots of rumors going on. It's almost confirmed. He he wants an elite QB. And with Stroud gone now, he doesn't want to play with the backup. Because Quinn, Quinn Ewers left Ohio State for Texas. And the Dominic Rayola uh, son, who's a five-star QB, committed to Ohio, to Ohio State and then just pulled out also. So, oh, so maybe some trouble in paradise there. Well, the reason you, the rumors for USC, I mean, is – I mean, they still got Caleb Williams for another year, and Jordan Addison's leaving in the draft. So Marvin Harrison Jr. has a chance to go play on another, you know, Elite. another another ten plus win team with a with a probably the overall best QB coming back in the country next year. So. Which would be smart for him. Number three, Michigan Wolverines. 
I like four. Quorum back. Oh, oh, I love that with Quorum coming back. We're winning the Natty next year. Not, not to mention, I don't know if you've heard about this back. Cole Cabana guy, but he's actually a really great running back as well. So we've got depth and a lot of potential. Then we got Florida State University. And then finally, Alabama at five. So it, it took a minute for Alabama. I'm more interested in that Florida State at four. Right. They've got quite a good They had a good season. Yeah, 10 and three. So they, they should just, be good. Do they just think Clemson's going to continue to spiral or, or what's oh, going yeah. on there? They oh, just think, I, they're, they think you, they're just going to walk to the ACC championships? You'll be going. surprised where Clemson falls. Uh, Penn State at six. USC at number seven. Number eight is LSU. Number nine is the Ducks. Oh, goodness, I clicked off of it. Uh, so a lot of Big Ten love already, as you can tell. Um, got three in the top six, so that's awesome. Number nine was the Ducks. Number 10 is Tennessee. Number 11 is the Huskies. Number 12 is TCU. So they they dropped all the way down to 12. Utah is 13. Notre Dame, 14. 15 is Clemson. So they think, yeah, they think they're really going to go down. Do you want me to continue out this list? Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I'm curious. So number 16, Texas Longhorns after losing Bijan Robinson, um, mm. but they're expected to get Archie Manning, hence why they're so high up. Um, you know, Paint Manning and Eli Manning's uh, nephew. Yeah, that guy, he good. Ohio State, or sorry, Oregon State Beavers, number 17. Number 18, Kansas City State, or Kansas State, not Kansas City, good Lord. Kansas State <laughs> Wildcats. Number 19 took me by a huge surprise. Um, they play in the AAC. They Eastern Carolina or Coastal Carolina, whatever it is. Close. Tulane Green. Oh, wow. I was say, Tulane just beat USC, though. I know. But I'm surprised they're going to get this much love preemptively. Typically, it takes I don't a think long it's time. preemptively. You just beat the guy that won the Heisman and was a, you know, just Utah having their number away from playing in the college football playoffs. And you just t- and you just beat them. Who was that team that went undefeated like three or four years in a row to finally get a shot, and then they lose one game and they were out of it? It wasn't uh, BYU. It was Boise went, State. Uh, was it Boise State all those years ago? Yeah, Boise State all those years ago. That's who it was. The year after year, just churning out the wins. Didn't have a loss, and then they finally get ranked. They finally climb up the polls, and they have one loss, and they lost every chance. And I was devastated. Um, Can we talk about how like the only two good QBs from TCU in the last twenty years are both redheads, Dalton yep. and, and oh, Duggan? God. Oh, <laughs> God. I didn't even think about that. It's See, that true. should have been like a player A, player B, put both TCU underneath and let us fight it out. Um, Old Miss at twenty, North Carolina at twenty-one, twenty-two is. Uh, the Road Runners, UTSA. Mm, yep, yep. Yeah, UTSA. I'm they've they've been good the last couple of years. Right. I'm surprised how many like smaller schools are getting recognized off the bat. Uh, Texas Tech, Red well, I think Raiders. It's because they know they're starting to get used 
to they're preemptively acting upon the mergers of the big conferences, the big right. ten, SEC swallowing some of the others, and they're gonna and those For, a lot of those teams that are being named right now are put are some of the ones that are joining the like the Pac twelve, the Pac ten, the Big Twelve to like make up for it. So they're trying to get a little yeah. more hype around them. Um, yeah. Twenty five is Iowa. Twenty four is in the Sun Belt. Hold on, they're in the Sun Belt. San they just Diego went, State. No, but that's a great guess. They just went eight and three, six and two in the Sun Belt. Um, they just had a first smashing season. They built a regular controller as a Sun Belt championship. Um, they knocked off Appalachian State and Coastal oh. Carolina. Um, they weren't eligible for a bowl game, uh, but now they are since now they transitioned from an FCS to an FBS school. James Madison Dukes. <laughs> James Madison, I was going to say, they. James Madison just won the FCS title like, what, four years ago? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, they're one of the teams that do need to go FBS. My, like both North Dakota State needs needs to jump ship too, honestly. Oh, North Dakota and South Dakota State both need to. Well, South Dakota State just won their first title ever. Right. Well, see, there but, was, but they're routinely top four in the FCS. They just get over outplayed by their other team. <laughs> right now, back when Carson Wentz was, uh, you know, that small FCS school, and he was well loved. I was following a receiver by the name of Jake Wenicky, and this dude was averaging. Yeah, he, he never panned out in the NFL, but he averaged like 150 yards and a touchdown or two. And he was teammates with one Dallas Goddard. Oh, yeah. Another small time guy who actually ended up doing well for himself in the NFL at the moment. But yeah, some of these FCF schools are starting to step up and go. So that's the top 25 of the way too early 2023. I love Michigan being way up there. I hope to God we can somehow. Although I have advocated for Harbaugh to be gone after the first four years because I was not impressed. He did not beat Ohio State. He did not make it worthwhile. He's shown the last couple of years he can do it. He finally beat Ohio State in Ohio State, um, and he made it to the playoffs. Granted, that was a funky game, but I have actual faith if he stays for once. I do too, and I think the reason why he's wording his whenever, when he's being asked about it is that I believe that I'm going to be in Ann Arbor next in 2023 i believe he's saying that because he's he's using the word the verbiage that he's using because he wants to be there but he doesn't but he knew of the allegations and the and nca violations that were coming down and he doesn't know what's going to happen from that and if he gets in trouble at all i think he does bowl for the nfl he's going to pete carroll it <laughs> right so my question is but if nothing like if but if the if what comes like if all the sanctions that come down or whatever and the punishment that comes down on the school and him aren't that harsh then I think he'll stay as long as he's not like kicked off the you know relieved of his duties right now my question is is it true that it's because he bought someone a cheeseburger I haven't actually looked in to see if that were like truth to that but like every I have seen it multiple times from different sources nothing necessarily like from like Adam Schefter or something like someone like that. But I don't know. I, I just, and if that is true, 
like, how are you going to make a deal about a cheeseburger when these kids are allowed to sign NIL deals? Literally, that's that's what what's baffling is now the the player can sign a one point three million dollar deal, and then but the NCAA is like, you better not get that motherfucker a McChicken. Right, like that dollar sixteen McChicken. Ooh, that just cost me in your in your salary. <laughs> there goes his scholarship. Good job. Like, are you seeing? Like, at this point, we should be allowed. Don't you to- want your boys to eat? <laughs> Jeez, man! Like, right? They're big boys. I mean, there's obviously going to be more. There's definitely more to it than that. But I wouldn't be surprised if that is like that's probably like one detail that came out, and that's just like out of the leak. And since it was kind of off the wall, that's the one that all the leaks like just ran with. But we'll right. just we'll know more in the next couple of weeks to months. I, I agree, and that's that's where I'll be reading up on it and seeing what happens. Uh, while we're on the topic of football, there's some championships to give out. <laughs> four, should I go for four in a row? I have I have now the 2020, the 2021, and the 2022 rings. Hey hey Travis, did, did you make the championship this year? No, half my team wanted to end up in an elderly home in wheelchairs, like right as the playoffs started. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, you do know that you've had one more win than me overall in total through regular season and playoffs, right? That's why my nickname is Aaron Rodgers, baby. You choke it right at the worst spot. Uh, now I am going into rebuild, so we can we can talk about you know buying one of my players. I just want to throw this out here: everyone in my league knows that I overprice my players. That's all right. I have three rings to show for it. So am I really over, you know, pricing them or did I just know the construct of my team? (coughs) So I recently sent out a couple offers and this one was rejected. Tell me, you're on the border of contention. You make the playoffs two years in a row. You haven't really made it that far into the playoffs yet. Talking about Stuart? No, no, actually, Olivia. Olivia, okay. You've got a great, young, fantastic, amazing wide receiver by the name of Justin Jefferson, right? How old is he? 23, 24? Super young guy. 23. Super young guy. Now, knowing that you're going to have some running back concern and wide receiver concerns, someone offers you Stefan Diggs for Justin Jefferson. You're saying no, correct? Yeah, I'm saying no. Right. That in a dynasty, yeah, in fuck a dynasty, yeah. I'm keeping Justin Jefferson. Now, what happens if someone throws Saquon Barkley on top of Diggs? It's a little no. more intriguing. I would say that's way I mean, more intriguing. I would say even with the injury history of Barkley, after what he just did, and the fact that he's still only what 25, um, still super young, and, and and I know the construct of the team that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if the Lions let go of Swift and drafted Deuce Vaughn and had him go under Jamal and run with Jamal Williams. He just went over a thousand yards and seventeen touchdowns this year. Yep. So, um, and you got Josh Jacobs, which you have no idea what's going to go. Well, I mean, he had a great season, great season, fantastic season. We don't even know where he's going to play next year. Um, but, I, I I would honestly, especially if like since I know that she has picks already. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I understand not wanting to give up, you know, probably Justin Jefferson, the best, a, the, a top three down. dynasty hold in, in the league outside of I, Allen and Mahomes. And right. Mahomes. I was going to say non QB based. He's the first player I'd hold on to. 
Yeah, I agree. Hence why then, I dropped such even, a high even profile. Even with other positions, I would only like 100% take Allen and Mahomes over him. I, I think about Burrow and Herbert, but I still don't know about that. Right. Hence why I dropped an elite. Not just I didn't drop someone like Rashad White or like Aaron Jones. I dropped Saquon Barkley on top, knowing that I was overpaying. And well, it just, got shot down. And I, I was just got just Trevor baffled. Lawrence at a great price. And Olivia agreed. Oh, yeah. I talked to my father about that. And he was like, I mean, I felt like I'll still get the same points. And I didn't see enough out of Trevor Lawrence to know that he is the, he the next the generation. overall rated QB from week seven till the end of the season. Right. My father just didn't like how he would have those 40 point games and then those like under 10 point games. And I'm like, he's still young. He's still growing. I mean, I the fact that, that I just... do have also the that's why I don't care about that, though. I have the depth everywhere else to make up for a QB having a week like that. Right. So I, I talked to my father, but I was just baffled that someone turned down Diggs, who is, you know, put up pretty damn close to the same numbers as Justin Jefferson and then offered to throw on a top tier running back as well. So I want to point out something I yeah. said in one of our podcasts or before the season started and like week one, that the Eagles and the Vikings are going to be the top two seeds in the NFC. Eagle, the Eagles were number one seed. Vikings were the three seed, but they tied with the same record as the 49ers who are the two seed. So who are the two seed. And we're actually about to talk to them just right now. So you brought us into our next point. The NFL playoffs are here. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. I just want to uh, talk, say that I was as right about as close to right as you can be about the NFC picture. Um, you really were. I mean, the fact that I, I don't the know. Only thing, the only it. thing that like I think I got way wrong was the Rams just making the playoffs in general, and that's because yeah. they're they're imploding. McVay oh. might go, but other than yeah. that, I was pretty yeah. much right about everything else. I heard he was actually going to walk away um, after this season if allowed. So that would be interesting. Um, now let's go 49ers, Seahawks, uh, the number two seed. Uh, is the C? I almost said I mean, the Seahawks. What I want to see the way the 49ers have been playing. Like I want to just say, 49ers are going to steamroll them. But here's a fun fact: the Seattle Seahawks, over, over their last 17 games played against San Fran, mm-hmm. well, that fit under this criteria at least. Not just 17 in general. But when Seattle is playing San Francisco after after San Fran just won. Like, so they're coming, like, San Fran's going in to play Seattle, or Seattle's going in to play San Fran after, like, and San Fran won the previous week. In that situation, Seattle is 13 and four against them in their last 17 situations. Wow. Okay. So I'll tell you the money line. They have San Francisco winning by at least nine and a half, which at first, when I looked at it, I was going to say, I might take that. And I was going to do a heat index, one out of five. You know, one being like, you have no confidence that they're going to hit, you know, beat them by 10 points. Five, you have like, oh, yeah, definitely they're going to easily smoke it. How th- confident th- are you in San Fran winning first off? I think San Fran is going <clears> to <throat> stomp them. They're playing in San Fran. Yep. And they're hot right now. That and Purdy. Purdy's on fire. Purdy. But before we get into that, the main reason is that 
Seattle's young lockdown corner Woolen got hurt last week. Yep. So I think that take like and if, if Debo and Debo's supposed to be back, you already got to worry about an IU who's taking a huge step and this year and, this, and a McCaffrey, and then all of a sudden Kittle's revitalized. Yeah, good luck. It's over. I if it wasn't for the fact that Purdy is the one manning it, I'd I'd feel about a five on this. Like, yeah, they're gonna slap him by fourteen. But since it is Brock Purdy, and I'm not sure what he looks like as Mr. Irrelevant in the playoffs at this kind of stage, Geno Smith has looked super cool, calm, and collected. I feel about a three. So, like, right in the middle. I know San Fran's going to win. Like, that's not the problem. It's just by how much. I actually think this is going to be a slightly closer game. I think San Fran's defense can kind of rattle Geno a little bit. But I also think... Seahawks defense are they're going to get under Purdy's skin one way or another but I still think you have enough weapons in the Debo the Iuke the Kittle and the McCaffrey to to relieve the pressure because I mean let's say Purdy throws a pick and his confidence is rattled you can't tell me McCaffrey's not one of the people you can just hand the ball off to seven times in a row and not expect that or gain yard even like quick you, pitches I was gonna say yeah just to get your rhythm back and throwing just check down to the best check down guy back in the game right so, so i i know sam fran will win i'm just not super confident on nine and a half um but we both agree sam fran all the way right yes i firmly believe in brock purdy he i you do you have been i think he's gonna take san fran to the super bowl where they lose to the bills Ooh, oh 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 hot take I'm going to clip that. I Purdy think only led team that, 49ers. I think the only team that's going to challenge them in the playoffs, like as in one score game, is going to be Philly. In the I, NFC see, at least. And, and, I th- and then I think they're going to and I think they're going to go play the Bills and then the Bills will probably beat them by like 10 in a close one. Oh, okay. Okay. I like this. I um, I just because Brock Purdy is since he's been in, like, since he started. Let's see. What was the stats I had there? Yeah, because, yeah, I'm just going to piggyback off of this for a second. I love Brock Purdy. I love the the story of Mr. Irrelevant. That's absolutely amazing. And I He's not love the first one to have done it, though. No, like, it's a backup, not. Like, that's how Kurt Warner's career took off. It really is. Like. I, and the fact is, like, Jimmy G is going to be gone. Oh, yeah. And He's- Trey Lance, like, yeah, they spent high draft cap on him and he got hurt. But, like, he didn't do shit before he got hurt. Yeah, he didn't have CMC, but he had this. Ex- he had in a, the exact same team minus CMC. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's very true. I I think Jimmy G has gone regardless, no matter what. Now, for Trey Lance, you actually think Brock Purdy is going to beat out Trey Lance next year, which I think is another hot take yes, which we'll I have do. to talk about in the offseason. So do you have those stats? No, I can't find what I did with it. I think I think I know what it is, actually. I know where it's at. It's on our TikTok page, where everyone needs to be. Yeah, seriously, we started this TikTok. We're trying to get some engagement. Um, I did not expect the first couple ones to go great that much but hey it's what it is okay found the stats so since brock purdy has came in 
since since he started since week 14 when he first came into the league he is first in the nfl in passer rating with 119 he's tied for first with passing touchdowns with 11 he's first overall in passing touchdowns per attempt like 8.9 percent of his passes are touchdowns he's first in passing yards per attempt 8.85 and he's tied first in wins with five. Oh, tied for first with five wow Okay, so those are some hot hitting ones I didn't even know about. Yeah, it, like he's been Maybe. accurate too. Like he hasn't just been riding the coattails of that defense in CMC. He's been doing his thing. Maybe I will have a little more faith in him. Maybe okay, you move me that's, from that's, a three that's to a why, four. That's why he's the one. Like I have a lot. I have a lot of quarterbacks on my team, and like he was one of the two QBs that are young that I'm going to keep. Like I'm like I'm. That's why I'm trying to move Davis Mills right now. <clears throat> okay. Um, Definitely move Davis Mills when you can. Now, this game, I <laughs> I love this next game. Jaguars versus Chargers, but I want to hear your thoughts first before I go on a tangent. <sighs> Jaguars play who again? Sorry. The Chargers. The Chargers. <sighs> the chart. I, I don't know. It depends. Like, you know, t- Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars have looked like world beaters and then, you know, then they get shellacked by the Lions three weeks ago. Yeah. And, I mean, but I mean, don't get me wrong. My Lions are good. They're honestly probably better than half the teams that did make the playoffs. But um, they just, oh, they were so close. to The, Jag- the Jaguars are capable of beating anybody. And so are the Chargers, though. And, but the Chargers just have a bad knack for playing down always. And that's that's one of the things that I I want to. I, I think I think I just got to believe that Herbert's going to get his first playoff win before Trevor Lawrence does. So, like, it's got to happen. This is nope. the first time in. I I, th- I think they win a close one next year. I'm gonna wa- we're going to watch the Jaguars win 12 games in the division again because little there's a reason I wanted Trevor Lawrence and no one's thinking about they have Calvin Ridley next year. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they will. Um, so big thing here. Um, the the Chargers are favorite to win by one and a half points. So I I, I think it's going to be close like that. Okay. Sure. Um, I don't slap, think the Chargers will smack them or anything. I think it's going to be a good game. One of the better games of the opening week, honestly. Oh, I, I agree. Slap the Chargers as the winner. I have a four and a half confidence that the Jags, not only do they cover a point and a half their favor, but they outwhite outright win this by a touchdown not a last second touchdown i'm having the jaguars all the way uh not even like a question yeah i get keenan allen michael or um mike evan or not mike evans, mike williams mike williams i always try to switch those two um what mike williams i want to hear this justin herbert austin Eckler. i get all that but this jaguars defense has looked good and consistent and they just put the Titans down, and they were Titans effective. In, they're not, the but they just stopped Derrick Henry, the man himself, and Josh Allen, the defensive end, has been getting to the QB and has been looking amazing. So I'm going to take the quote unquote upset all day, and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm taking the Jaguars. This is, I can't even call it an upset because you said it'd be a close game. I think it's Jaguars all day. I think I mean, Trevor Lawrence has shown enough. Let's finish with like the same record, I think. The, yeah. There's a statistic that I was reading with how 
Trevor Lawrence is aggressive in his play, which he is. Uh, he shoots the ball downfield a lot, but he has okay, very so Jacksonville finished nine and eight, Los Angeles, and the Chargers finished ten and seven. Right, <laughs> so very close. Trevor Lawrence, even though he likes to shoot the ball downfield, twenty-five touchdowns, eight interceptions. Even though two of those were off his wide receiver's hands, so really it's six. So we're talking about a guy who is not afraid to throw that ball deep, throw it downfield. And is pinpoint accurate. I'm taking Jaguars. They get ballsy. They get risky. Travis Etienne has himself an okay day. But I think this is on the arm of Trevor Lawrence. I think this is 350 yards. I think Trevor Lawrence shoot out with Herbert and wins it in the fourth. Not the fourth in like the last couple minutes. I think the defense holds them. They go down and score with like 10 minutes left. And then the defense just kind of holds them. And they just ride out the game. I'm, I'm going Jags all the way. I, I don't even know how that's considered a close game, but it is. So I think Chargers win 28-24. Mm, I'm I'm going 28-21 Jaguars. Okay. I think it'll be that it I'm I'm just low key rooting for the Chargers because I love my boy Herbert. Right. <laughs> hey. I would not, and I and I and I'm gonna believe in them because I, I think that they will answer the bell this year and get a and get a win in the playoffs. For a pack but, of cigarettes, but, but, a high but I, five, you but can I get would Herbert. Not be surprised at all if the Jaguars pulled off the upset, especially since they're going to be playing at home. Yeah, so. I, I, again, another big factor. That's what I'm just saying. Um, so this one's going to be one that I want to keep my eye out for: Dolphins, Bills. Dolphins and Bills have been a very competitive series this year. I mean, think about it. it'll be the third time they face this year. Third time. And That's true. Um, I, I I don't think this one's close. Really? Who are I you don't going? Think, I I think the Bills are going to smack the Dolphins. Oh wow! Now and I, I say will... that because they're going to be playing in cold weather in Buffalo. Tyreek and Waddle were just held sixty-seven yards combined in a game without Tua. If Tua's not playing, That's it's, where it's, it's over. Yep, and that's why the line is where it's at, which is Buffalo wins by at least nine and a half. Um, if two was not playing, I agree, 110%. Buffalo's going to walk in there, walk out of there. I would no even problem. If Tua did play, and I wasn't concerned, like, and his injury didn't hold him back at all, I still would think the Bills would win, but I wouldn't say they'd get smacked. I'd say it'd be a one-score game. Right, that's where I would say it'd be under five points. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, without Tua the bills walk in walk out but I, you know too is going to try his best to get on that field right now you know he's doing everything he can because he yeah. needs to prove his haters wrong um he had a pretty good season even though everyone made fun of me for liking him i mean he ended with 3500 passing yards 25 touchdowns eight interceptions again almost the same stat line of trevor lawrence and everyone said trevor lawrence looks amazing okay so let me let me throw that out there 3,550 yards almost, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. That includes injuries and missed games, okay? Yeah, he was 13th in completion percentage. He was like eighth in touchdowns, or no, or yeah, like eighth in touchdowns and also like ninth in yards. So Tua, in my book, he proved himself, even while missing games, having multiple concussions, fighting through everything, 
and showing that he's got the heart, the will, and the guts. He's still put up a stat line of just exactly like Trevor Lawrence while showing, hey, I played through injuries. I think he's great. Um, Now, this one, I think I know who you're going to say is going to win, but it's Minnesota versus the Giants. They say Minnesota wins by three. Um, I think it is going to be a close game like that just because the Giants, after their game, like they, they went on a little skid. The Lions started it, and they lost like two more in a row or something. Like that, they lost like ended up losing like three or four straight. But ever since they started winning again, they've looked really good again. They have now. And question then, is, and, and the Vikings have not looked that hot the last three or four weeks. That's the other big thing I was going to say with the Giants. Can they get Daniel Jones in a rhythm? Can they get Saquon in a rhythm? Can that defense hold up? Now for the other side, can they get Dalvin Cook to run efficiently again? Can Kirk Cousins not break under the pressure? Can Justin Jefferson hold his own? Uh, after being locked down by Jair Alexander and not have that mess with his head. Can Adam Thielen show up and support? Can that defense hold an offense that's mediocre at bay? I think I'm going two, only two on the heat scale, but I'm going Minnesota. So I'm not super confident, but I think Minnesota is going to win it. I think Minnesota wins 24-20. You know, that's not a bad line. I'd probably put it pretty darn close to that as well. Um, one that I'm... On a last-second touchdown. Ooh, oh, you're saying down to the wire last second, so they're trailing 17 to to 20, and then they, they squeak it in there? Yeah, I think Jefferson has a game of his life. Yeah, I mean, he's already hit 200 yards before, so, I mean, how much of a game of his life can they really have? I don't think he's going to, like... I mean, he just had his career best day, what, three, four weeks ago. I don't think he's going to do that, but I think he's going to have a great playoff performance. He's going to have <clears throat> 10 receptions, 150 yards, and a touchdown. Okay. Um, now, Ravens versus Bengals. Um, big thing here, obviously, Lamar Jackson. Um, although the Ravens just locked up uh, – their linebacker Laquan Smith, yep, biggest linebacker deal in five years, hundred million, forty-five mil guaranteed, something like that. Yep, smoking money. I mean, he's he's a real anchor, but without Lamar Jackson, can we trust this offense? I don't. I don't think the Ravens would win even if they had Lamar. Oh, mm-hmm. see, I I would flip right now. I say Bengals win by a touchdown, which is exactly what the money line is. I mean, the and Ravens I'm about defense a four. is good. But Burrow, even like dots, the offense can score no matter what. Right. Um, that's that's that Jamar Chase, that Joe Mixon, that T. Higgins. I mean, hell, people forget how good Tyler Boyd was out of the slot. He's still good. I mean, if I think it would be a close game if Lamar played, but I think Bengals are actually going to win this like 31 to 17. Oh, okay. So you think so? If I did a hot scale of Bengals by seven, you'd choose the five. You think they're gonna win no matter what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I just because Rashad Bateman's still like all of the receivers are out. Like so, yeah. even if Lamar's there, it's like it's just gonna be him trying to force throws to Mark Andrews all game. <clears throat> I mean, I bet you would love that if that was your playoff game. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, I can, I can go towards that. Um, Bengals. Like Devin Duvernay's out too. Oh goodness! That I, so again, without Lamar Jackson, I think it's 
it's definitely an easy Bengals. Uh, with Lamar, I think it'll be a little more interesting, but I, I'd probably have to put the edge towards the Bengals anyways. Now, one of the final games, which I think is interesting, Tampa Bay Bucks versus Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dak is trash. I'm going to make at a the bold stats. statement. Oh, please do. I'm not like picking the winner right now. I'm just going to say this. It, either the Bucks win this game and eliminate the Cowboys right off the rip, or if Cowboys beat the Bucks, they're not the Cowboys aren't going to lose to the NFC Championship game. So if the Cowboys win here, they're making it to the NFC Championship. Yep, I'll say they're going to face San Fran. Oh wow! Wow! Unless, unless their bracket forces them to play each other before them, but. Okay. Which it might because the Bucks won their division. They're at, they're playing at home. Cowboys finished second in their division. I forget about that. Yep. So they could be forced to face Philly sec- immediately if they beat the Bucks again in a rematch. But this time they'll have Hurts. Yeah, and with Hurts, it, it definitely would go towards the Eagles, in my opinion. And the Eagles will play at home. I was yep. gonna say because the Cowboys ended up having to play Minnesota. I think they beat Minnesota. Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs has had uh, Je- Justin Jefferson's numbers. He's actually shut him down twice now. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, they're thinking Dallas wins by two and a half. I'm actually going to say, screw it. I'm not betting against Tom Brady anymore. I'm not confident in the answer. I'm going two stars for the Buccaneers at home to, to win against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't have faith in Zeke Pollard. I loved CD Lamb, but after that, it's Noah, uh, Noah Brown, and uh, Dalton Schultz, and yeah, Dak's decent as a QB, but nothing that I would want to lead my playoffs. And honestly, I don't think if Dak wins here, I don't think uh, I think they look to get rid of him. I do too, but I'm also gonna have to say that. As much as I don't want to, because I don't want to hear another week of Whedon boys, but I think, oh the, Cow- I think the Cowboys get it done. Oh, okay. I, th- so I think we disagree on this one. I think the Bucks and Brady just need to get rid of Brady. Oh, Brady needs to retire. I'm tired of tearing him. <laughs> I think this is his final year. So I, I was I six years old when he came in the league. He can like, like, it's about as annoying as hearing about LeBron now. Still, like, I can't do it. You're not wrong. He's my entire life on Sports Center has just been, even if it has nothing to do with the sport that that they play, it's nothing but Brady, LeBron, and Mike Trout. That's it. (laughs) Seriously. Um, So in that case, I'm going Bucks. You're going Cowboys. Um, I'm not confident. It's a close game either way. I think it's a one score game. Do you think it goes over 45 points or under 45 points? I think this one's going to be under. Me too. I, I didn't think my my prediction was going to be eighteen to fifteen. I was like say, it was going to be low score. Twenty seventeen Dallas. Twenty seventeen. Okay, so we were right in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, any other big topics that we want to cover right now? <sighs> While we're on the football train. Who do you think is going to – I think Matt Patrick Mahomes gets a, gets a second MVP this year. Thank yeah, didn't he break, like, the single-season passing yardage record with uh, 5,500? 
I'm not sure. I no, he, only, he only hit 5250. Oh, did he? Only. He was the only one that hit 5000 this year, though. Wow. 5000 with 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Um, and another another 358 on the ground with oh so maybe it was total yardage 5500 because that he makes had like 5600 total yards yeah and then four more rushing touchdowns so um, i know peyton manning's old ass didn't run for jack shit when he's oh god. Yards. <laughs> god no never he couldn't run even when he was younger it's because he's got that five head weighing him down he can't get <sighs> top speed he puts his head down to start cruising he just falls over <laughs> that man can memorize a playbook in two seconds. Um, do, who are some other people that are notable that you would say deserve a look at the MVP? Because I, besides that, I would honestly look at Justin Jefferson. I would say non QBs. I would say Je- Justin Jefferson, one hundred percent. If he would have touched two thousand yards this year and broke the record, then I think that it'd be a lot more legit conversation. Um. None of the running backs really had like a crazy year. I mean, Josh not Jefferson even McCaffrey year. with eighteen hundred yards, um, so eleven hundred on the ground, eleven thirty nine, eight touchdowns, another eighty five catches, seven hundred and forty one with another five touchdowns. I mean, that's the wide receiver numbers. Seventy are eighty five catches for seven hundred forty one and five touchdowns. You're you're not like he's not a wide receiver one, but. He's, he's still playable. Too. Yeah. yeah, he's playable and flexible. And then not to mention, you have another 1,140 yards on the ground with eight more. You don't think that deserves some sort of... No, just because he's had a better season than that. It's really... In the NFL, it's really hard to give someone an MVP again if you've already had a better season than that personally. True. And that was his uh, 2019 season when he went for 1,000 and 1,000. That was That yes. was a beautiful season. Uh, and then Josh Jacobs, you know, the 1,600 yards, 12 Jacob, rushing touchdowns. Jacobs was on pace to hit 2,000 with three weeks left in the game, and then he just didn't play that much, got hurt, and it, he was, like, banged up a little bit and also wasn't playing as well the last three weeks. He tapered off. But right. if he would have – I mean, if, but also the fact that the Raiders are trash. I mean, if the Raiders would have won 13, 14 games this year, won their division – over Kansas City and Jacobs finished with like 1,800 yards and like five more touchdowns, then we'd probably have a talk about it. But Okay. What about Travis Kelsey, 1,330 yards, 12 touchdowns? Any recognition there? He was good. He was great. I put him like top 10 in the, fantasy, in the MVP voting, but I just can't put somebody – Can't put a tight end that unless they were to break like the receiving record. No, no. Like if Tony Gonzalez or Gronk don't have one, then I'm sorry, Kelsey, you can't get one. I kind of agree with that. Um, now, for the Pro Bowl, I'm actually excited they're not doing, you know, focusing as much on the game, but more of like the the side games like they used to. So that's really cool and awesome. Um, have you heard about that, or have you not looked into it? I have not. So they're still going to play the game, but like plenty of players obviously don't try because it's like, why get hurt? But like they they do like the relay races and like all those other things and they're bringing them back. So I think that'll actually be fun and cool. Do you think the Pro Bowl should be played after the Super Bowl or before the Super Bowl? 
I want to say before just because every other sports all-star game technically is in the middle of the season. Dude, if we did one in the middle of the season, uh, just imagine what kind of chaos that would be. Because like like you said with, um, goodness, who was it? Trevor Lawrence since week seven till like the end being like the number four QB or whatever it was. Like imagine if he didn't get voted in because of something like that. Right. So I, I don't know. I think it's still in a decent spot. I'd like it to be after the Super Bowl, so like some of those Super Bowl players could go to the Pro Bowl because you know you don't get to the Super Bowl without having a Pro Bowl caliber person. Like Josh Allen, let's say, like you said, um, it's Josh Allen against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's not going to go to the Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl. That'd be so dumb. Yeah. Same thing with – McCaffrey or whoever like yeah let let them put it back in the middle of the season that's what we can use the 18th week that everyone wanted to propose bring bring that out and make it the all-star make it the pro bowl don't make it fan voting make it like like the people that would be front rotors for the all pros at the halfway point of the season to have it where like people aren't playing like some teams like it doesn't matter I mean it will matter ultimately but like it's not a win in your go home situation or losing go home situation. Right. And something I want to bring, uh, bring up. I said before the season started that Amon Ross St. Brown was going to be a breakout. I said he was going to have a hundred receptions, 1400 yards and, and 10 touch or eight touchdowns. How close to the end? 106 receptions. Ooh, just it. under 1200 yards and six, good. and six touchdowns but also how many times did we see him get tackled at the one yard line oh, half yard line so like, he easily times. could have had like 14 touchdowns <laughs> yeah isn't he like the first player since calvin johnson to have back-to-back 100 yard or 100 uh catch seasons it was something like that for, that i was for reading. the lions at least yeah 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 well but, yeah not not ever but for the lions themselves i'm gonna say amon finished 11th in the league in receiving yards he's he's good you were right he's got that stud play and in aj brown finished fourth and jalen waddle finished seventh mm-hmm. now remember and chris olave finished 18th with three different quarterbacks throwing to him and look and 90 of the season or 65 percent of the season he was the He's, only legitimate threat on the field for them offensively because Kamara and Thomas were out. Yeah, I think Thomas is done. I think you called it correctly. I don't think he's getting another shot, but we'll see in the offseason what they do with them. I, I would say if I was them, I'd say, hey, someone pay me a third or a fourth. Get this guy off my fucking roster. I don't care that he caught the most amount of catches in 2019. He's done nothing, I, absolutely I, nothing. I think he – I don't think he's, like, done in the NFL, but he's no like he's not that guy no more, and he won't no. ever be that guy anymore. He'll be someone's third best option unless he like, – I think he goes somewhere like the Texans because Brandon Cooks wants out of there. He doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Um, I think he'll, like, go to the Texans or something like that. But he's not, I don't think he's going to join a contender. I don't think anyone's going to take that risk. Um. DeAndre Hopkins is going to end up in a New England Patriots uniform. Oh, yes. Um, That is actually... Belichick loves him. He does, and the fact that they want him going. Belichick doesn't 
talk like love wide receivers like the only two receivers like the only other receiver that he has a good relationship with is randy moss he loves moss yep yep i think that he'll turn hopkins i wouldn't say turn his career around but i would say revitalize it for a couple more years and then um, just fired matt patricia they're gonna get a more f- pass happy friendly open-minded offensive coordinator to let mac jones thrive and if you get and let and you can let Jacoby Myers be a wide receiver too, like he actually is instead of having to be a wide receiver one. And like Myers is already doing pretty well being asked to be a wide receiver one. Right. But like, but can you imagine a guy that spent, you know, the last two years getting everyone's number one corner on him and now all of a sudden he's not? Yeah, he'll actually do something. Like that, it makes- wink, like if they if they pull it off and get the right guy and to replace Patricia, then I'm excited. That, that whole AFC East is going to be super competitive, especially if Tua does get healthy and be able to play long term. As long as, as long as the Jets find their QB, but sadly, I think that Tua needs to start thinking about life after football. I think so as well. Um, you got the bag. You proved to everyone that you can be that guy, and that you are. Really, you you took you you made me shut up. And yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat my words and take it back. Are you going to? Because you're the biggest to us hater. I mean, yes, he got Tyreek and everything, but he he played really well. But he needs to, he needs I, to go out while, his, while he still has a chance a to brain. have a high level of life afterwards. Because oh. another, oh, yeah. another concussion or two, and you don't know what's going to happen to his brain. I, I've been uh, to a lover for a while. Uh, and I love to it so much that I think he should walk away from the game. Cause at the end of the day, we don't need another CTE uh, to happen Agreed. where you, you end up doing something drastic that is irreversible uh, just cause you wanted one more chance. You've already got the mills in the bank. If you've been smart, you haven't spent them all. You have a, a decent chance to never have to work again. You can live off endorsements. You can retire correctly, live within your means. Go do what Robert Griffith's doing and go be an analyst. Right. I would love to hear your thoughts, I, especially like on a college. Like you could bring a lot more notoriety to Hawaii football. Like if you were the one yeah. broadcasting for them every weekend. Like I would tune in because, A, I, I think you could probably break down a play pretty well. And the fact that you're from Hawaii can bring – you get to go back to – where you're from and be able to live comfortably and be able to call their college games or hell, you know, go back to Alabama. If that's what you want, you know, your alma mater now and um, sit there and call games for them. I'm sure Nick Saban, hell, if you go back to Nick Saban, he might offer you a job in the coaching, you know, Hey, come be a scout for us or a coach or a QB coach. Even like you have so many other avenues that aren't going to hurt your head. So it's worth it. In my opinion, I agree. I think this needs to needs to do its best for him. But I agree. So, thank you so much for going ahead and joining us in the Sporting Lounge. Go ahead, hit the like, subscribe, share, comment, like us on the Facebook, follow us on the TikTok. Get the love out there. Help us get those followers up. I have. I think what I'm going to be offering is I have a Detroit Red Wings bag that is autographed by many players from the 0708 team, including Nicholas Lindstrom's. So that might be what every someone gets. Ooh. 
So get that, get those followers up. Help us go. Help us go. Let's get those goals up there. And don't forget to tell your grandma to come pick up her dentures off my nightstand. <laughs>